Welcome to Spread Your Wings and Other Things. Ah, I missed you guys so freaking much. Okay, oh, I'm supposed to introduce myself, but my name is Sophia Marin. Oh, fuck. I don't even know what episode this is. This is episode, I don't know, seven or eight. This is eight, I swear. Um, so wow, it's been a minute. So basically, um, there was no episode last Sunday because honestly, I'll be honest, I was not feeling the greatest. Um, yeah, it's just, it was one of those days where like, I just was not in the right mindset to like record and I never want to record shitty stuff, even though I, people might think this is shitty. But I just wasn't feeling it. And I know no one really probably cared that much. No one probably knew that there wasn't even an episode, but whatever. I'm back. We're good. Everything's fine. We're doing better. We're doing as best as we can. Um, so just giving you guys some updates. I try to keep the updates going as much as I can, just because whatever I talk about on here, I still like to talk about what I'm going through in my life, any fun things, fun stories that just happen. You know the drill. So I know I talked to you guys about me having like the Bumble BFFs thing. I'm keeping this going. I love talking about this because it's so cool to me. So update. I'm still hanging out with the three girls actually a week ago. Um, the night before my I was supposed to record, I hung out with two of the girls. We went to go get tacos and ice cream. And then we basically had just like a night. We were taking shots of tequila drinking wine, just having like a girl's night. And I swear if you're a girl or even a guy, bro's nights are good too. Like those quality, like good nights where you can just like stay in with your friends. I haven't had that in so long and it just felt so nice. So snaps for you girls. Um, and it's kind of funny because actually speaking of those girls, we decided on a whim to plan a trip to West Palm beach in May. So if anyone lives in Florida, West Palm beach, I'll be there May 14th through 17th super spontaneous. It's going to be a few of us. Um, got, just got the Airbnb. So honestly, like it is so cool. If like you're wanting to meet new friends, go on Bumble BFFs. They need to sponsor me because this shit is like, do you know how they say like the success stories? Like, I think this is a Bumble BFFs, BFFs, whatever success story. Like it's so much fun. And I, yeah, I haven't met like a fuck ton of girls on there. I just met a few and hello quality over quantity. Love you guys. So anyways, that's super exciting. Um, but I think that was kind of like the only update. See, you guys, I'm so rusty. That was the only update I needed to really give out besides, I mean, what else is there to me besides this and my slowly upcoming social life? So this week, and this has kind of been important to me. So I go back and forth between dating apps. I... Honestly, to me, it's just a quick and easy way to meet new people. It's a fun way to find someone that you connect with on there, go on a date, hang out. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It was still a fun experience. If it does work out, great. If they if it works out great and they break your heart, sure, that's great too. It's happened to me before. I have a love-hate relationship with dating apps. I don't fuck with Tinder. Hold on, I'm going to burp. Excuse me. I don't fuck with Tinder. Bumble, I used to like, and then 
I, there was just nothing that I don't know. I, there were hot guys on there, but I don't know. It just didn't, it seemed like almost like a little bit of an upscale Tinder. So then I started going on hinge and hinge. I actually like. there's just something about it that just makes it seem not like more professional. That sounds weird, but you find a lot more guys and girls on there who are like actually trying, who are actually like looking for something. They're not looking to like put their PP in you. They're actually looking for a decent conversation and a quality girl and stuff. I mean, I'm not saying all the guys on there are like, but still. So Hinge has been my friend so far. Honestly, I've met some great people on there. Um, some not so great. That's okay. But anyways, so I was kind of thinking more about this, especially during like with quarantine and stuff. I feel like the rise of like dating apps like surged. Um, and I know with COVID, like it has been hard to actually go out and meet people. So even just having conversations with new people and like seeing where it goes, like once things start opening up, like there's so many different things that you can do. You can FaceTime, you could do like a virtual meet. Like, yeah, that shit sounds scary to do that. And I have never done that. But there are ways to meet people right now. So kind of tying into what I want to talk about, this sounds so weird, but like one of my hobbies are like, and I don't really do it. I'm like saying like it's one of my hobbies because I do it all the time. No, I don't do it all the time. But I think it's so fun when it happens is going on dates. Like I like live for being nervous. I live for getting nervous shits. I live for having like that pregame drink and like, dressing cute and like having plans with someone that you're interested in that like you don't know well I don't know what it is like it gives me a fucking rush I love it I love it um so I like wanted to kind of tell you guys how I prepare for a first date this is from gonna be obviously this is from a girl's point of view so I don't really know necessarily how guys prepare and like what the best way for a guy to prepare but I mean a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about isn't just centered towards girls. It's centered towards anyone going on a first date because everyone's always nervous. Like that's, that's, we're all humans. Um, so kind of going to go into like how I prep for a first date and how I, this is going to sound, I'm not trying to be like a cocky Catherine, but like how you should like how to show that you are the most confident person when you go on a date, begin like before, during, and especially after how to be the like most irresistible date. Okay. That sounds so strange, but let's get into it. So, all right, let's just think, okay, you have a date set up with a guy or a girl. The plans are set. It's the night of it's a few hours before you're already, you're already getting nervous. The nerves are coming in. You're getting a little of the nervous poops coming. It's okay. So some things that I do. Um, okay. So, First of all, you have to be calm. I get it. You're nervous, but just be more like, try to almost tell yourself like that nerve is like, like that nervous feeling is excitement. Okay. Like you need to just like be confident going into it. So some things I do, okay. I'm like playing this out in my head. If I was like getting ready for a first date with someone. All right. I always take extra time to get ready because you don't want to be late. Even if like, say they're picking you up or you're meeting them there never be late. If they're here to pick you up, never have like keep them waiting for more than like five minutes. So I always get ready like an hour earlier than like I would 
because I want extra time to like chill for a minute. I hate being rushed. If you're a girl, you hate being rushed and that shit can take a while and you want to look extra good for that person. So like take your sweet ass time, enjoy, enjoy getting ready. Then when you're done getting ready, you need to have that extra 20 minutes to like, like get your mind right. So for me, yeah, I'll get ready like an hour earlier. All right, we're getting ready. We found a cute outfit. We found a handsome outfit. Everything's feeling good. Still alert, nervous. Take that extra time. Find the cutest outfit you have. And this is super important for girls and guys. Only show off one asset. Okay, this really doesn't tie into guys. For a girl, only show off one asset. I don't want you wearing a short skirt and then a booby top, okay? Show off your best asset and only one. So if you have more than one asset, that's amazing. Honey, just one, please. And I'm saying this because you never want to show too much. Like you like to keep a little bit of mystery. You don't want to show the guy your tits when it's your first date. Okay. So to me, for like what I think, mine, mine is my booty. So what I'll do is I'll just get like the best pair of like skinny jeans or any jeans that really show off like my curves and my butt. And then I'll wear a top that's obviously less revealing. And then we're good to go. Okay, you don't want them like seeing that they can see your ass and your tits. So that's one. And then also wear something that makes you feel confident. So that kind of ties into the showing off the one asset. But also to me, aside from the curvy jeans, is I love wearing some sort of heel. Either it's like a high heel, like a booty with the heel, just something. Because when you're wearing heels, you're walking tall. You're looking good. You're looking straight ahead. I don't care if you're fucking end up being taller than the guy, but there's just something that's like so sexy about wearing a heel that just makes you look like you own the place. And I shit you not, I wore booties that had a heel on my first date with someone and just how I walked, like I was just strutting it in that bar. Oh, like I'm like doing the hand motions and walking right now. Yes. Okay. So something with a heel. But obviously something you're not going to be wanting to wear like 10 inch heels. Find something that you can walk in so you don't look like you have a stick up your ass. Okay. All right. All right. We're getting ready for the date. We got our outfit on. We're good. Next, the pre-drink. And this is very, very important. I know you're nervous, honey. I know. Trust me. I know. I don't want you to go in your fridge and grab a full bottle of wine and finish it before he picks you up or before your Uber comes. I always say have one glass of wine. One and a half is pushing it. I mean, I get we all have different tolerances, but just still like just to be safe. We all have the same tolerance. Okay. One to one and a half glasses of wine. And I don't mean when I say glass to fill that shit up to the top, you know, like if you're you know the amount, not not too full, not too empty. Either have one and a one and a half glasses of wine. Uh, I would say one shot or have one shot. Don't have both. Or have one shot if you don't like wine or if you just want something that has like, you want to feel the buzz kind of quicker and you prefer to have a shot, have one shot. Have these and then have, let's say, have like these pre-drinks If you're having wine, you can sip all throughout you're getting ready. If you're having that shot, then I would say to take that shot 15 minutes before you have to go. 
Because sometimes if you take it too like too soon, you take it and then you still have 35 minutes to go, you're going to be tempted to take another one. No. And then without the shot or like but no hard alcohol, you don't want wine, then just stick to having like two seltzers max. Okay, that's for that. And then if you don't like seltzers, you want beer. I'm not really sure what I, I'll be honest. I don't drink beer, but two beers so like that. That's good. Okay. So we got the wine down. If you're a wine gal, we got the shot down. We got the seltzer down. And we have the beer down. Okay. And another thing too, brush your teeth after you have the drinks. I mean, it really, it's not that big of a deal, but like, say if I was meeting someone and I already could smell alcohol in their breath, even if they weren't noticeably like buzzed or anything, like it's just still like, just ha- like have your breath smell good. Don't have it just smell like alcohol. Okay. All right, so we've had our pre-drink. We're feeling good. We feel still nervous, but like we're getting more excited. The nerves are kind of slowly going away. And then say you either, depending on if they're picking you up or you're going to newer, depending on what you're doing, you could easily drive there too. I don't know what your situation is, honey. But um, I personally think, and I personally like this too, if you're meeting a guy, like say if you're getting drinks with a guy and he's driving like bonus points if you offer to pick a girl up. I know some people say like that's a little too much for like a first date, but no, I think it's so cute if a guy offers to like pick you up. Like if you're going to dinner or something like, yeah, it's fine to like meet them for it. But I just think it's more like you have like that base, like that first interaction and like the car is cute instead of just like meeting them up at the restaurant and wandering in there and looking for them and being like, hi, like awkwardly, like, do I sit down? Do I hug you? Do I shake your hand? I don't know. I don't know. That's just my personal preference. So if you're a guy listening to this and you're going to dinner or getting drinks with a girl and you plan on driving, offer to pick her up. It's not that hard. It's cute. You can open the car door for her. You can have that basic interaction, play your favorite song and show her it in the car. Like there's so, it's so cute to me. Um, also too, if you are picking up the girl, you're probably going to end up dropping her off too. There should be no reason why you wouldn't. I'll get into like after the date, but if you're picking her up, offer to take her home too. All right. So we're in the car. We're in the Uber. We're in our car, whatever your transportation is. We're on the date. All right. You, and I'm not saying be cocky, but just be as confident as you can. Whatever you know that makes you feel confident or act confident, like unleash that. So for me, it's just like when I'm calm and I smize a fuck ton, you need to not just look appealing physically, but be appealing, like show your personality. I'm not saying to be like super loud and to like show all of you still be a little like cute and shy and like coy, but smile, smile as much as you can. And I'm not kidding you. People just look more appealing and more attractive to me on a first date. If they're just, they just have like this glow and like smile on them. Like even when I'm talking to them and like seeing the guy or girl, like just smile as I'm talking to them, you can really tell that they're enjoying yourself. And if they see that you're enjoying yourself, yeah, why can't I fucking talk? If they see that you're enjoying yourself, then they're going to be enjoying themselves. Like it's really not, it's not that difficult. Okay. I know you're nervous, but smile as much as you can. Smize and you will have a second, third, fifth fucking, you'll have all the dates in the world. 
And then also kind of tying into like the personality. I'm the type to like where I'm on a date. I'm obvious. I'm more of a shy person. I like to talk, but I like to not overshare. I'm not saying like be kind of vague and like too mysterious, but think, remember, like this is a first date. Like just stick to the basics, share funny stories, like do whatever you feel comfortable with and how like the vibe is. First of all, I can't tell you, like, I don't know your personalities, but don't overshare too much. Okay. Let them kind of want to learn more about you without you having to tell them everything, if that makes sense. All right. So the date's going good. We got some good conversation going. We're smiling. We're laughing. Everything feels great. And here's a tip. You will be able to tell if you want a second date. You should know by the first 45 minutes if you'd be into a second date. And if you're questioning it, say you're middle middle of the date and you're like, you kind of don't know like how it's going or like you don't know if you're feeling him. No, you're not going to be feeling him. Okay. And this is so weird to me, but I swear every date I've been on, I know the dates that have been bad, I knew it was going to be bad within the first 30 minutes. Like you just, you feel like that vibe. If you, it's easy to tell if like, it's not going to work. And that sounds so strange because you're like, well, the more you get to know someone, like you never know. No. Like if you're a girl or if you're a guy, like you will know. And this is crazy to me because I would go on dates with guys where we really hit it off. And I would know that we were going to hit it off literally within the first five minutes. I already wanted a second date by the first five minutes. And like, that is so important. So just keep that in mind. Like if you feel like the date's not going well and it's been like 30 minutes, obviously still try to make the best of it. Don't call a taxi and leave or don't call an Uber and just ghost them. No, keep it going, but just kind of keep that in mind. All right. So the date's going good. If it went bad, I'm sorry. Date's going good. They're dropping you off at home or let's just say we're ending the date. Okay. I don't know how you're getting home, honey. So the date's kind of over. Um, This ties into both girls and guys. The date's over. You know, you both had a great time. Um, This is going to be super important. Please don't shake their hand or like make it like the ending is so important. Just don't make it awkward. And I know that sounds so hard, like because you never know how other people are. But in my experience, after a date, I'll always just be like, oh my God, like I had so much fun. Like we should do this again, but without trying to plan that, but just like, like showing them that you really enjoyed yourself and like that you're excited. Cause a lot of the times too, after a date, guys can't really tell if you had a good time. Like, cause any girl can be like, oh, I had fun. Bye. And then never talk to you ever again, but okay. So you're going to tell them how great of a time you had. And then you're going to give them a hug. You go in for the hug or or say like, can I have a hug and like smile like really cute. And then they'll give you a hug. Once you're giving them that hug and you, this is if you want to kiss, if you don't want to kiss, don't do this. Don't listen. But if you want to kiss them first, obviously, hopefully they'd be into it, but you're going to hug them. And I'm like acting this out right now. And then you're going to slowly pull away. And as you're slowly pulling away, pulling away, look at them do like a soft smile. Don't overly smile. That'll freak them out. But do like a soft smile and kind of look at them. And then slow as you're slowly pulling away. By then you should kind of know the vibe. If they're looking right back at you too, then go like 30, 70. You start to like try to lean towards them for a kiss and then let them come to you. 
But if you're slowly pulling away and you can just tell like by the look that like that a kiss won't be happening, then just keep going. But in my opinion, this sounds kind of hard too. Cause you're like, well, I don't know if they like, how are you supposed to know? You'll know. Trust me. If you're hugging someone and you're kind of pulling away and like, you'll be able to tell if they want to kiss you or not. And it's kind of a scary thing because I've had situations where I personally didn't want to kiss them and I could tell they wanted to kiss me. So it's just like you give them that hug and then you pull off. If you don't want to kiss them, hug, go away, you know? And then on a recent date-ish that I've had, I remember we were in the car and I hugged him and I was like, thanks, I had like such a great time and stuff. This was super fun. I gave him a hug and yeah, I did what I, my technique, I slowly pulled away, looked at him, smiled, and he smiled at me. And there was like kind of this pause because you never know. And then a pause is okay. If you're both pausing and looking at each other, it's going to happen. And then we actually started kissing. I mean, we made out for a little bit, but yeah. And this, okay, last tip, or this is not my last one. Uh-oh. Don't go over to their place after. I know if the date went super well, and this has happened before, if if the date went super well and the guy or the girl is like, oh, like, do you want to come over after? Say they dropped you off. Don't invite them back up to your place. If they ask if you want to go back to their place to hang out for a little bit, yeah, you might be hanging out. You might watch a movie, but then you also might be having sex. And we don't want to do that on a first date, okay? No, no, no. We want to hold out. Girls and guys, hold out. I think it's not it's not attractive if a guy tries to get me to go over to their place after meeting them for the first time, even if we did hit it off. Like, no, sir. Or if I were a guy and a girl was doing that, I'd be like, okay, like, not like she doesn't respect herself, but I would just respect her more if that didn't happen. And we waited until the fifth date or the sixth. No rush. So don't go over there. I don't care if he cleaned his room. Don't go over there. And then this is the last one. So we didn't go over there, okay? We're, we're home. We're back home. We're good. We're taking off our clothes, putting our jammies on. And this is such like a stupid rule. And I would Google this too because I just want to see other people's opinions. People always say after a date, don't text them for like two or three days. And like, yeah, like don't text them after the night. Once you get home, you don't talk to them for two or three days and then say something about the date and try to plan something if you wanted to. I'm the type of person, say if I don't really want a second date, I'll still say, like, I'll still text them right when I get home. Like say, let's say 30 minutes after I get home, I'll text them saying like, thank you so much for tonight. I had such a good time. And then if I wanted to do it again, I would say that, but then also kind of add like depth. Like I would think it'd be so much fun to hang out again sometime soon then like good night and then you're good don't fucking wait I think it's so stupid like if I went on a date if I were a guy or a girl I went on a date and they didn't text me I'd be like until two or three days later I'd be like I would just wouldn't think that they were interested and stuff and a lot of times too after dates it's kind of a nerve-wracking thing because sometimes some people don't know yeah they can't tell if it went good or not I mean they can but sometimes guys and girls need that like extra like oomph of reassurance and stuff. And it just like makes them feel good. I personally think, I think it's cute when guys are the ones that text, but a lot of times guys are pussies. I'm sorry, guys. So a lot of the times the girls have to be the one to do it. And I almost every date I've had, I would be the one to say, Hey, like, like, thanks for a good time, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy would say something back and I'd be like, Oh, 
Like that, it was just the perfect ending. So don't ever feel weird sending that thank you after the date text. Like don't wait. No point. All right. <sighs> On to the next. See, I hope this gets you guys all the dates. But yeah, literally, just a little syn- synopsis. It's not even a word. Be confident. Don't get drunk. Listen to them. Smile. This is your first impression. Show them your best self, but show them who you are still too. Don't act like someone you're not. Don't show too much titty or booty. Don't share too much. Don't go over to their place after. Feel out the situation if you want to kiss. Also, F the rules, text them thank you. They just got your drinks and your dinner. You better say thank you. Also, too, sorry, this is a tip I just thought of. When you send that thank you text, or in terms of saying thank you to a guy, if they get you something, like like if they paid for the date, you say thank you once they paid for it. Say if like they get the check, they give them their card, say thank you once that time, and then one more time when you're sending that thank you text. Don't keep thanking them. So they say thank you twice, all in all, okay? That's it. And don't make it a big deal. Just say, oh, like, thank you for doing that. That's so sweet. Later on that night, thanks again for dinner. There we go. I hope this guy, or, I hope this gets you guys the most hinge, Tinder, Bumble, whatever, dates, normal dates, organically, love that too. But yeah, just... Be yourself. And it's the cutest thing ever when dates go so good because make those nights memorable. Like, especially if you end up seeing that person, like it is always so fun to me to think back like, oh, whenever we first met this, blah, 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 we talked about this and did this and we went here, like make those dates memorable. And even if it's like someone you don't see yourself with, like just make it as much fun as you can have. Like, why not? Like we're young or you could be older listening. It doesn't matter. All right, so kind of tying in to this in a sense, say, okay, let's keep it going with the story thing. Say you end up seeing this person, you know, things are going great. It's been a few dates. We're good to go. We've been hanging out for a few months even. You could be dating. You could be in a situationship, whatever thing you're in. But the common thing is you are having sexy time. You and him, you didn't hold out anymore. Or you and her, you're having sex. Okay, sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, this shit's about to get a little much. All right. So I've had even someone ask me too about this, how to spice it up in the bedroom. I'm giving a disclaimer. I am no sex expert. I am not this like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm bad. But I'm, anyways, um, I'm just giving you my personal tips and what I think, I don't do research in terms of this stuff either. This is literally purely from experience and just my personal views. So how to spice things up in the bedroom. I know sometimes when you're having like sex with someone, it can just, it can get boring very easily. I mean, you guys could be having just missionary, like missionary sex and then that's it. And like, you don't, that's what all, like, that's, that's it. So sometimes too, like you get into those like routines to where like you want to like try something different. You want to do something new, but like you don't know how they're going to react or you guys have like are very communicative when talking about sex. Like there, 
there could be so many roadblocks in terms of this stuff. So I'm kind of giving how I act in these certain like situations, I guess. So I'm going to do three levels for spicing up in the bedroom. So think of these as like taco sauces. We got our mild, we got our medium, the medium, and then we got our hot. All right. So say you are having sex with someone, you're com- like you've been having sex with them for a little while, you're comfortable with them, but you're just trying to find ways to like do something new, spark something, more sparks, the better. So some ways to spice it up that are mild, mild sauce is during sex, try new positions. And this can kind of sound a little scary and intimidating because I've Googled different positions and holy crap, I'm not that flexible. I'll be honest. But look up different positions that you'd want to try with someone and don't be afraid to just be like, hey, like tonight or like not tonight, you don't have to plan it out. But like while you're having sex, just be like, hey, we should try this new position I found. Like it's super important. And this goes for all of these that I'm about to tell you guys. If you're having sex with someone and you're literally letting them inside you or you inside them, you should be comfortable enough to communicate with them. I know that sounds like strange and it might be foreign to some people. But you should be able to be super vocal with someone if you're at that level of intimacy with someone. I get it. Like if you're just having like a friends with benefits and stuff like it, situations can be different where you don't really need to like be that vocal and in tune with what you, like you want. But don't you want to have the best experience possible? Yes. So be vocal as shit. So try new positions. Look it up. It's really you can easily Google like uh, like new positions, blah, 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 like and Google will give you everything you need to know how to do it, descriptions, photos, like you name it. And just think of the ones that you'd feel comfortable doing with someone or that seem fun to you and just bring it up. Be like, hey, look, even screenshot what the position looks like so you can show them. Like, don't be afraid for doing your research. All right. So here's another one. If you're a girl wearing lingerie, you can wear it during sex. You can wear it right before and like surprise your man. But wearing lingerie, I, I like, I like buying it, but I would never think to like wear it. But it's so like, it's, oh, I swear, like guys will be drooling if you're about to have sex and you're wearing lingerie and you're just like, you surprise them. So either like you go, like you go put it on, have them close their eyes and like surprise them, surprise them under the blankets by wearing it, just something. And you don't have to keep it on. I mean, obviously you don't have to keep it on during sex, but like. You can just wear it at the beginning and then have it obviously be taken off. But just honestly, buy lingerie, Amazon, um, any sex shops, um, Victoria's Secret. Amazon, honestly, is probably the best one for me because it's cheap and it has like cute chip. But wear lingerie. Or if you want like the guy to like kind of wear something, I guess one thing he could do is to wear like a tie around his neck. I know there's not that much a guy could wear that guys would want to wear, but there's like a tie or make him wear like a unbuttoned white shirt just in the beginning like that's kind of hot and like just watch them take it off I don't know maybe that's just me but like that'd be really hot it doesn't have to be like this insane outfit for both the girl and guy but just something different for them to see you in I think it's really it'll really like spark up the foreplay and it'll spark like it'll make the sex even better because they're gonna be so turned on by the level of like confidence that you have by wearing an outfit like that oh All right, here's some medium tips. We're getting, we're on the next level. All right, so use toys. This honestly kind of does sound scary. I personally used to think, 
And I got uncomfortable by ever bringing that up with guys because I always thought that I didn't want them to think that they weren't doing a good job. And this is such a stupid thing. If a girl wants to use a vibrator during sex, that's not saying that the guy sucks at it. That's not saying that he doesn't know how to like make her come. So I don't know why I like how to, I didn't know how to say that in like a nice term, but there's nothing wrong with using it, like bringing one out. Don't feel like ashamed and stuff. Cause a lot of times too, like that's how girls finish during sex. Like we're not like, we're not like men and guys, you should think it's cool that a girl's going to do that. I know so many guys that have never had that happen. But then again, I've had so many guys that like have said that girls used it during that. And like they thought it was like the hottest thing ever that like she was in control and using her toy on herself when they were having sex or he was using it on her. Like show him how you like it. Um, And even not even like a vibrator, like you could use, um, let's say like a butt plug, like have them put it in for you. Like there's just so many like cool things that like both of you can be involved in, even though technically you're the one who's physically going to be feeling it. They're still going to be that like having like that's still a turn on for them because then they can see how much you're enjoying it. And that's just like the sex will be better. I swear to you. So do like a vibrator. There's like butt plug. Um, I mean, any sort of kind of vibrator could even be like a finger, like the small one. You can have like one that like, um, like the suction ones. I'm trying to think what else besides the butt plug and that. I mean, even like, a vagina clamp, a veg, a veg clamp, a nipple clamps. Like there's so many different little things and stuff and kind of tying into like the toys also use accessories, um, like handcuffs, blindfolds, whips, the clamps. Um, and I know, and I'll go like, this goes to show like, do this stuff with someone you're comfortable with. I don't, I wouldn't do this stuff with like any random guy that like I'm hooking up with. No, I, this stuff like do it with someone that's actually I mean, you can do whatever you want, but personally, I just feel more comfortable using this stuff with someone I'm actually really comfortable with that I know would be into it. And you never know if they'd be into it unless you try. Um, So yeah, just make sure it's with someone that like you're just comfortable with overall. Like you don't need to be doing all this stuff just to like impress a guy or just to show a guy that you're hooking up with that like you're this kinky girl. But yeah, that have that level of comfort with someone makes it honestly 10 times better and you never feel weird bringing this stuff up or showing them or like talking to them about it now to the the highest level trying a new act okay so whether it's trying like doing anal and i'm saying this again make sure it's with someone that you're comfortable with i'm not yeah i don't do this with your friends i mean you can do this with like a friends of benefits i'm not saying you need to be married to the person but just do with someone like you're comfortable with and that you've been having sex with for like a little while. <clears throat> All right. So besides anal, like there's peggings, like there's threesomes, like try a new act if like you want to spice it up. And if you're into that, that's not the only way you can spice things up, but it can really, if you really want to try something new and kind of take it to the next level, freaking go for it. And uh, yeah, I, I don't, I won't really get into those ones. Um, but besides trying a new act role play, I personally have never done like a full blown, like role play experience. So I can't like, I mean, I've seen how they look. I've watched it before and it was like pretty hot. And if you and like your partner would be into that, I know it can get like a little funny and like awkward because if you're in full blown, like role play mode, like 
it can be hard like to actually take it seriously. But if you guys think you can take it seriously, then I feel like it would really be enjoyable. And it will kind of like, it'll almost be one of those things to where like, it'll like the thought of doing like role play, like just like will always be lingering in my head. Cause I'll always think, remember that one time when he dressed up as that. And it almost kind of like, it makes for a better buildup because usually with role play, you kind of have to like plan it out in a weird sense. Like if you knew that you were hanging out with the guy or the girl and you were planning on doing a role play, you kind of have to like plan out what you're going to do before it happens. So that kind of has like a good benefit to it, like a good sexting conversation to have before the night or just something to where it's like, it really is like, yeah, like sparking things up to like get you excited. Um, And then, I mean, also for like role play, you can do stranger that went to the wrong house. If you really want to like go crazy with the teacher and student to be basic, the doctor's office, um, just any, like you can literally easily Google these two and you'll find a lot. And then the last one, taking videos or photos, but this is mostly videos of like taking videos of you guys having sex. Also disclaimer, do this with someone that you're super comfortable with and that if say if they had the video on their phone, someone that you trust because you don't want to be giving having videos with someone you're having sex with and the person isn't someone that you're super close with. No, because you never know like that stuff. No, not safe. But taking videos, whether like a video of you guys having sex, like you giving them a blowjob, um, honestly, whatever, like whatever you'd be into watching, because that's also kind of hot to look at once you after you take the video. Like, if you both are super comfortable with each other, take a video of you guys having sex. You both have it on your phones, like, in a safe spot. And, like, how hot is that that, like, randomly when you're craving it during the day to, like, look at it and, like, that makes you think of them and just watching that or watching it together. Like, you're picturing it right now, aren't you? Yeah, like, it is, like, that is so, uh, I love that. And obviously, too, yeah, make sure it's somewhere hidden safe on your phone. Keep it private make sure they keep it private. You have to have that level of trust and just keep it exciting. Keep it fun. Keep it comfortable too. Don't think that you need to do these things in order to like keep someone. Okay. Don't think that like, Oh, my sex is bad. I need to find more ways to spice it up or else they're going to hook up with someone else. No, do this with someone that you're truly into that. You're just looking to spice things up with because I feel like a lot of people and I'm a very big advocate on like, you never know until you try and stuff, if you want to try something new and that person's not comfortable with it, think of something else. There's so many different things that you guys can do. And to always keep in mind, if like sexual compatibility and like connections important to you, then all these things should be important to you too, because you want to have someone that is on that same level as you, or at least on a similar level. Like, I really think it can add to the relationship, whatever it is that you guys are in. If you both have that, like if you both have that connection, like sexually, at least in my experiences and it just like thinking about like, it just leaves you wanting more. And like, it really adds to the level of interest you have in that person, like overall, not just in a sexual manner. So I hope that those medium, mild and hot, hot hits will spice things up for you in the bedroom. And if you guys have any questions about this stuff, I'm not like your fairy sex godmother. But I mean, I, I, I have experiences. Mom, I'm not like, mom, if you're listening to this, like, I'm not like, a. I don't get around. I sound like 
a slut, but I'm just, I'm just saying. Ugh. And yeah, if you guys have any tips on like what positions, like what kind of lingerie should I get? What's your favorite toy? Um, just even advice. Like I am always here. You can always DM me on my Instagram page for this podcast. I check it like every single second of the day. So I'm always here to chat. And I love being just super blunt and honest with this stuff. I feel like I I don't know. Like I don't know why I just sex shouldn't be this. Oh my god, you're talking about it. No, like it shouldn't it should be talked about. It's human nature. It shouldn't be something to where you come off raunchy and vulgar by talking about this stuff. Like I will like a huge advocate for that thing. Like I people shouldn't think that people are being like fuck boys or fuck girls or whores or sluts just because they like to talk about this stuff. No. You wouldn't be alive if your parents didn't makey makey. People do it. All right, I don't even get into that, but I hope all these tips, whether it's not wanting to poop yourself on a date and not getting too drunk, wanting a second date, you're spicing up in the bedroom once all those dates go well. This was another episode of Spread Your Wings and Other Things. Should be my theme song. All right, bye guys. I'm going to go to bed now. Happy Sunday.